Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, BitMEX CEO steps down. Sam Bankman-Fried says deck volumes are bullshit. And 70% of Ethereum nodes are hosted on centralized services. Coming up today and more on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Today is Thursday, October 8th, 2020. And the only thing that everybody's talking about today out of the crypto space, of course, is the vice presidential debate and the damn fly. I've seen hilarious tweets coming from that fly. The fly won the debate. The fly is Mike Pence's only black friend. Anyway, it's just been hilarious. The fly honestly stole the show for me. I was sitting there watching the debate with my girlfriend and I was like, is that a fly on Mike Pence's head? And I'm not going to say all of the tweets or the memes that were made because some were a little bit disrespectful of the vice president of the United States. But if you have a good sense of humor, they are hilarious. My opinion of the debate was that it was refreshing. It was refreshing to see two people sit on stage and kind of answer questions and talk about what they think that they're going to do for the next four years of the presidency whoever wins and to be perfectly honest it was kind of boring because i think it's just because we were coming from that mma fight that was organized by the ufc and i guess coordinated by dana white that last presidential debate with trump and biden it was all all over the place this one was refined a lot better decently respectful and kind of answered questions actually they answered more questions with the questions that they didn't answer and on with crypto i think that we're having a good day i just feel in my bones let's go check those crypto prices because i'm feeling green here comes the money here we go money talks and i'm recording this at 2 30 eastern standard time bitcoin is sitting at ten thousand one hundred and ninety two dollars up 2.5 percent from yesterday ethereum 35075 up 3.8% from yesterday. Litecoin 4726 up 2.3% from yesterday. Chainlink 943 up 7% from yesterday. Woo! And XRP 25 cents even up a percent from yesterday. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is 344.4 billion dollars with a BTC dominance of 58.6%. I told you I felt green. I told you I felt green. It feels good. And moving on to today's news. Bitcoin figurehead Anthony Pompliano pointed out that popular apps on Ethereum run on centralized cloud service providers, stirring a heated debate. Anthony Pompliano urged that the most popular DeFi apps could be shut down by Amazon Web Services or further known, I will say, AWS. In a nutshell, he says that Ethereum can't be totally decentralized if their products or the dApps that are being built on Ethereum are using a centralized server, especially the same one. He tweeted, Jeff Bezos could shut down most of Ethereum's based DeFi apps by simply shutting off AWS. You are not decentralized if you just spin up the servers with Uncle Jeff. However, in a rebuttal to that statement, journalist Camilo Russo, who has been on the show, by the way, looked back at some of the older episodes, like maybe the first or second week of the show, tweeted in reply to Pomp, Ethereum nodes could definitely be more decentralized. Still, facts don't support your argument. And after that rebuttal, people started jumping in, and we started the slippery slope conversation that we always get into. Well, you know, if Amazon Web Service is actually hosting the websites 
web pages that access the blockchain, nothing is decentralized. Well, all Amazon ha has to do is shut down your website and there you go, we're shutting down dApps on the network. <sighs> well, we can really slippery slope this all the way to the end and Pomp is right, Eric Voorhees is right, Camilo Rosso is right. The fact is we're not totally decentralized, but how decentralized are we and how safe are we from say a government agency or a business owner shutting down lots of dApps or parts of the network? That's a good question. Will we ever get to the bottom of this? Hmm. Do you know what the Earn It Act is? Well, it's advanced to the house and a lot of people are calling it a dire threat to encryption and speech online. And here to tell you about the Earn It Act is the Electronic Frontier Foundation's Director of Federal Affairs, India McKinney. Yeah, thank you for having me. India, I think this is a very important topic because people in the crypto space really appreciate and want freedom of speech and privacy. And the Earn It Bill is something that's going around right now that we need to pay attention to. There is an original Earn It Bill. There is an Earn It Bill now after markup. Can you please tell us about the original Earn It Bill and the evolution of the Earn It Bill that we see it as today? Sure. Well, the original Earn It Bill as encrypted was a very concerning bill because one of the big parts of the bill, the big concerning part was it created a non-elected 19 person federal commission that included the head of the DOJ, that included the head of DHS, as well as non-governmental people on this commission. So originally on this commission, they were going to decide what the best practices were for the internet. And then if individual platforms, individual companies didn't choose to abide by these uh, regulations written by the commission, then they were going to lose any of their protections that were granted to them under Section 230. Now, the idea behind the Section 230 legislation, as it was written, is to make sure that users are responsible for their individual speech online, not the platform that hosts the speech. There are some exceptions to that, but that's generally what Section 230 means. So generally speaking, what that means is if a state prosecutor wants to bring a criminal case to something that was said online, and or a private lawyer wants to sue Twitter for something that somebody tweeted out, Twitter is not responsible for the content, it's the individual user that is responsible for that content. And that's a really big protection. And it means that these platforms can host user speech. And so a lot of the attention on Section 230 focuses on big platforms like YouTube and Google and Facebook and Twitter. But it's also as simple as comments sections in newspaper, anything that Reddit does, Yelp, TripAdvisor, anything that depends on an individual user to put their thoughts online that exists because of Section 230. So the way the original Earn It Bill was written is if you didn't abide by the regulations written by this commission that Congress did not have the ability to change at all, then you would lose these Section 230 protections. So one of the big things that, you know, when we started looking at this bill, that the commission wanted to change was encrypted messaging. And we know this because the head of DOJ and the head of DHS actually said that part out loud. They've been very clear that they want to get rid of encrypted messaging because it's more difficult for them to read all of our messages and find out who's doing bad stuff. They know that they want this. They think it is 
it contributes to all of this other stuff. And so they, we know they want to get rid of encrypted messaging. After the bill went through markup, uh, they changed the bill significantly, but they got the critical part is rather than the commission, the commission still exists, but rather than the commission making these laws that the internet companies have to follow, instead, the commission still makes their recommendations. They have no force of law whatsoever, but it does uh, change the law to mean that there is no 230 protection anymore for state laws. So any state anywhere or jurisdiction could create their own laws for internet regulation. And if a platform violates any of those laws, they could get sued. And so it's just a concerning way of giving more people the opportunity to sue internet platforms for unknown reasons. So really quick, I just want to touch on one thing that you said um, briefly. You said that the comment sections, people's uh, speech, tweets, Instagram posts, those could be subject to lawsuits if either suing the company, say YouTube or Twitter, or the individual. So right now, a user is responsible for their own speech. If you defame somebody on Twitter, you as the individual are responsible for that, but Twitter is not. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's take something like Instagram. If you post something on Instagram and somebody in the comments on the Instagram page, you know, you post a picture of something and somebody else posts something defamatory, not you as the poster of the picture, but again, the commenter right now is responsible for the content of their messages. So section 230 would would protect you, the picture poster, as well as Instagram, the company from liability in that particular section. Gotcha. 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 So slippery slope. I want to know about the average person using the site Let's just say we're talking about that picture poster in Instagram comic se- section. What do you think could happen if we erase section 230? A lot of those, it's a liability game. One of the things that's definitely going to happen is it's going to be more difficult for new competitors to big existing platforms to get enough funding, to get enough market share to compete. Uh, you know, Facebook has quite a lot of money, quite a lot of lawyers. They're going to be fine in any new regime. But a garage startup Facebook competitor is going to have a much harder time getting a foothold in the industry, especially in a time which is a problem, especially when we want to see more competitors to people, to right. companies like Facebook. Right. India, I want to say thank you very much for coming on and explaining about the Earn It Bill. And I think that this is anytime we start messing with privacy or freedom of speech, this is something I think everybody needs to pay attention to. So I really appreciate you uh, giving us a summary on this. Yeah, my pleasure. BitMEX CEO Arthur Hayes and CTO Samuel Reed have stepped back from all executive responsibilities of the platform. This in the wake of the CFTC and the DOJ accusations, which were on October 1st, of money laundry and operating illegally within the United States. David Wong, chairman of the 100X Group, said, and quote, we have an exceptional senior leadership team who are well-placed to continue growth and development of the 100X Group, including completion of the BitMEX user verification program, end quote. And at the same time, Bitcoin continues to flood out of BitMEX. We'll see how this develops in the future. And in a bit of good news, do you remember on September 30th when I had on the show Ben Gentili, the artist Robert Ellis, is launching crypto art at Christie's. Well, he gave me the story of him working on crypto art. It taking three years. He made 40 pieces. They're pretty cool. It was being auctioned at Christie's and it was and it was auctioned off yesterday for one hundred and thirty one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Seven times what they thought the highest price they were going to get. 
congratulations to the artist i am in love with this art i love the story i love how he did it i love the aesthetic i love oh and it's on nfts it's pretty damn cool take a look links in the description i think it's a big win for crypto art and Jack Dorsey's company, Square, buys $50 million in Bitcoin. How much is $50 million in Bitcoin? Well, that's 4,709 Bitcoin, which is 4,709 Bitcoin more than I have. So, Jack Dorsey, if you're listening and you like crypto news, you can send me 100 Bitcoin. I'd really appreciate it. Come on, Jack. Well, that's all the news I have for this. There's nothing to say about that. But you know what? Pay attention to who's buying Bitcoin these days. We have Square buying Bitcoin. We have MicroStrategy last week buying $200 million worth of Bitcoin. This is becoming an addition to people's investment portfolios. So I think more companies are going to be investing in Bitcoin in the future. What company do you think is going to invest in it next? Email me, Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Best comment so far, Cinnabon. Cinnabon will buy Bitcoin. And lastly... Our good old friend, Sam Bankman-Fried, CEO of Decentralized Exchange, FTX, he was on the show a couple weeks back, says DEX volumes are, and I quote, bullshit. Trading volume on decentralized exchanges has surged in the recent months, but these newfound billions won't last, FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried said today at the LA Blockchain Summit. DeFi would need to focus on improving user experience, not just the incentives promised by government's tokens to become sustainable, he said. And just a note, I did reach out to Sam Bankman-Fried for comment on this. If he does get back to me, I would love to have him on the show to ask him about this. I mean, I think we all see red flags here. If you see a decentralized exchange that just came out with billions and billions of dollars of liquidity, of volume, and we're talking about getting on par with the, I would love to say decades old exchanges, but years old exchanges, which is decades old in crypto years, like Binance and Coinbase and Gemini and Kraken, there, it has to be a red flag. So when he says it is, and I quote, bullshit, I would love to pick his brain to what he means. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'm going to remind you this every time until I'm up to a thousand comments on Apple Podcasts. If you never want to hear this again, just rally up all your friends, put comments on Apple Podcasts, get to a thousand. I will never say this again, but please go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. It helps us stay visible. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling.